are royal women. We are most dignified women. We are not bitches. We are not whores. We are the royal women of this planet Earth. Hello and welcome. You are now tuned into the Ebb and Flow podcast. I'm your host, LA-based actor, model, and poet, Ebony Davis. You all are in for a treat today. Today's guest is known around the world for very important work of teaching others how to heal thyself. Through workshops, books, products, and programs, she reminds us that the blueprint to heal is already within us, but the work is for us to do. Please welcome our favorite holistic health practitioner and wellness coach, Queen Afua. Thank you so much for having me, Ebony Davis, and Evan Flo. <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's such an honor to have you here. Um, I know your time is precious, and so we want to get right into these um, questions. And I, and I also just yes, want to yes. preface and say that, you know, I took the Sacred Woman program, the 12-week program, this fall and this winter. I graduated or I ascended in February, and it was such a life-changing program for me. And as someone in their 20s, I realized that my demographic was kind of like missing from the program. There weren't many of us present, and I just thought to myself, it would be so powerful to take Queen of Fua's teachings and bring it to my audience of young women because I think at this age, it's absolutely necessary, and this is such a pivotal time in our lives and the relationships that we have during this time, the friendships that we're in, you know, the people we surround ourselves by, the habits that we're forming really dictate how the rest of our lives can play out. And they really dictate, you know, the timeline of events that can unfold for the rest of our lives. And so it's so in essential that we intervene and get this healing into the hands of people in their 20s, young people and people of all ages, people beyond. So thank you so much. My pleasure. So the first question I have for you is what made you recognize or when did you first recognize the need for women empowerment and for women to heal themselves? What was the catalyst for that? Well, I always I knew this as, as a teenager, actually. Um, I had a dance company at 16. And we did travel around Brooklyn and Manhattan, and we went out, out, you know, in the southern regions from time to time to perform culture, because culture is medicine, dance, and language, and dress, and how we are here. All that is our, is our culture and our tradition, and which empowers us. So I saw it early on that that would um, give us the confidence, because our, our legacy was stolen. Yeah. We were stolen off our land. So the language, the culture, the medicine, um, our pathway um, in the very beginning of time, civilization, it was um, others came and squatted on our land and took over. Yeah. And this is an ancient Kemet. And then um, we dispersed throughout Africa. And then the foreigners came over time. And then they came and stole us off our land. And when you take someone off, your, off the land and you take their culture and all of that, there's, the person is empty. So bringing it all to the now, a lot of the issues that we're having now is due to that. That's the racism, that's the child slavery, it's due to that. Things are passed down generational. This is generational damage, some about trauma of the people. And so as a result, couples, husbands and wives are having a difficult time maintaining a relationship. So many households are without both parents. And that causes very deep stress for the children, causes imbalance. Um, and when I look at women and their wombs, I, you know, I looked at that for years because I looked at my own issues. And I found that back in when the book was first written, Sacred Woman, 
45% of black women had fibroid tumors. 22 years later, 90% of black women have fibroid tumors. We're in a pandemic, but we're just not aware of it. And the same with the STDs. 80% of, of, of all the citizens in, in America have some form of either had or have right now some form of STD so everyone's infected. So that's another pandemic. And then what about the mothers who um, don't go full term or they die in childbirth? 45% of black mothers die in childbirth. That is a pandemic. Yeah. And so our, our men die out early on and leave the women without that, that balance in their 45, 45 years of age, 50 years of age. That is a pandemic. And that's a breakdown of the people. So taking this healing on, it, it just showed up everywhere that we need to heal thyself, we need to heal ourselves. So I developed programs and trainings to address that, to build us back up economically so many women take this training they do what i've done i'm an entrepreneur i also was um, raised as an entrepreneur because my father was an entrepreneur his own head on business and so it was in the household because that's your independence and you need your finance given by people outside of your culture outside of your race then you're beholding you're enslaved to them and you're building up their economics and they have the banks and we don't and we need money we need a loan we need a house we have to go outside of our community to get that and then, you know, self-preservation is a first law of nature. So taking holistic and from my own illnesses and heal, healing myself, I became convicted. And in that conviction, I saw other women that were lacking and were suffering like I was. From PMS, chronic PMS, um, to toxic relationships and taking that in. And I had to go through a, a journey. And I'm still on the journey. And I've taken as many uh, black women with me as possible to empower all of us. Ashe, I love that. And I've learned from your program that, you know, things like yoga, color therapy, sound therapy, all of these healing modalities that originally belonged to us, you know, they've been appropriated, they've been gentrified, and we as a community, our access to them has been limited. How important is it for you to bring those back to our community and to reiterate and restate the fact that these are actually historically practices that we created? It's overwhelmingly joyous to me because I see the confidence of the women. I see them becoming more radiant, stronger, more unified. I see massive changes in women who are shaken and broken and um, and stressed out and feeling they didn't have the power. There was a point where so many women from corporate America were coming to me because they were so sick and their job was making them sick and being under the thumb of somebody else's rule is was making them sick. So when they become self-empowered, and able to take care of themselves is, is profound. But African, I've coined it as African natural lifestyle because in my research of writing sacred channeling, sacred woman, I said, wait a minute, holistic health is not new age because then some yeah. other people will claim it. Holistic health yeah. is African natural lifestyle. It was rooted yeah. in ancient Kemet from the Nile Valley. So when I said, oh, wait a minute, aromatherapy, oh, that's African natural lifestyle. Uh, polarity therapy. African natural lifestyle, color therapy, yoga, meditation, affirmations, African natural lifestyle, reflexology, massage therapy, and you could just keep naming them, dance, or African yeah. herbology. It's our culture. And so when we take on the sacred word pathway, we're taking on our culture, and we are fully empowered. And the thing is so beautiful to me because it was as the book was closing out, I got a, a direct signal. Most High said, Make sure that you link all the religions 
And you, mm-hmm. and so whether you're a Muslim woman, you're a Muslim sacred woman, a Christian sacred woman, a Yoruba sacred woman, an Akan sacred woman, a black national sacred woman, a Hebrew Israelite sacred woman, a Nubian sacred woman, all of you are sacred because you're one with the divine. And this melanin, we're the mothers of civilization. So when we get healed up and we get charged up, it heals our husbands, our sons, our daughters, our grandmothers, our mothers, our children. It spreads. Sacred women is to wake up the healer within all of us. So we are empowered women. So it is a privilege and it's a joy to see the radiance of women and their confidence and how we build up as a people. Yes, I think it's so important that you incorporated all of those religions into your sacred women teaching because it's not about religion, it's not about, you know, a specific structure or belief path. It's truly just about how we can empower and heal ourselves. That's knowledge that all women should have yes. access yes. to despite religion or any cultural background. And I love the other thing that you touched on is that when we heal ourselves, we have the power to heal everybody around us. And I think, you know, women as a whole have abandoned our position as the healer because we've abandoned ourselves for so long and you know we think of you know being in the home and raising children and cooking meals as something degrading and i think in my healing what i realized is that it's actually such a powerful position to be in to be a healed woman and to be the person in your house who can determine the health of the rest of your family the wellness of the rest of your family the health and, and healing of your community that is such a powerful position to be in and I think so many of the ideologies and beliefs around womanhood you know through the construct of capitalism and just having gone through slavery it's kind of like we look at that as servitude to man and we you know it's sort of an extension of slavery but I think in its original form being in that empowered woman position is such it's it's an honor, it's a privilege. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we have to realize. We have to deconstruct looking at being that, in that position as being in a position of servitude to man and being a, in a position of service, you know, to our community and to ourselves through our own healing. It's a paradigm shift. Yeah. We're trained to look outside of ourselves for someone else to heal us, for someone else to take yeah. care of us. We have to be self-sufficient. From the 60s, it was always stated that we should be self-sufficient that we should rely on ourselves for education, for food. So women, they sold their own clothes. We were gardening then. We were uh, herbalists in the 60s. We were waking up to this. I just took all of that and bringing in the beginning of time, the teachings of our ancestors and making, seeing what was, what were the gaps in the women? Where, how were the women suffering? From womb issues to heart issues to relationship issues to mental issues to all the different levels of stress and anxiety. And this pathway that I have witnessed from my own personal healing of watching my sisters and my spiritual daughters and all of that, they began to heal and we began to overcome insurmountable odds. So when a woman can heal her family, who is she? She is the medicine woman. That is revered. That's why doctors are revered. Doctors are revered because they are told, told that they are the healers. But what happens when we flip the grip and say, the power to heal me and my family is in me? Yes. And I used to tell my children, they would love, I said, listen, whatever your problems are coming to me, I'm the one. I will, I don't, and nobody, people thought it was crazy. How are you going to say you're the one? I said, yes, I'm the one. What, they have a problem, this, that, and that. Take a herb, take a bush, take a tea, take a prayer, run a bath. I always knew 
from our ancestors that we were the ones. And then and when I got a prayer, I got a prayer from ancient Kemet that gave me the full confidence to say, we are the healers. And this is the prayer, an English translation. We are the women, and you know this, who lighten the darkness. We have come. We've come to lighten the darkness. It is lightened. We have we overcome the destroyers. We're there for those who weep and hide their faces and shut down. They looked upon us then. That's right. They looked upon us then. We are the women. Yeah. We are the healers. So what I've observed is that the women from the, they call the others, the European women, the East Indian women, they we they look at us and say, Wow, you have this knowledge. I spoke at the United Nations a few times, so I already know where we are. They're looking at us because we are looking at ourselves and we know who we are and we are waking up. And we are royal women. We are most dignified women. We are not bitches. We are not whores. We are the royal women of this planet Earth. This melon is a gift from the Most High. And in that gives us superhuman powers. We can see deeper beyond the flesh. We hear deeper beyond the normal ear. We feel with our souls. And so all of these are gifts. And that keeps you in tune with the divine, which makes you sacred. The plan has to come into a balance when we come into it. Because women, we can birth a new world. And as African, we birthed everyone. Everyone, when you start looking at it historically, came through us and from us. So since the world is in a sixth state, then the mothers, it's time for the black mothers to come into their proper seat, which we call her ost, the seat of power. You say, oh, there's a seat of power? In that seat is your wealth. In that seat is your prosperity. So I know that. And my father raised me that way. My mother raised me that way. So I was able to have a father and a mother in the house that gave me that strength to let me know. But then I took that strength and I say we. I don't say I. Because it could be just me. But that's not going to make us whole as a people because I come out of a people. And I come out of people that I love. And because I love that, I care for you. And my, my quest is that you care for your people just as much like what you're doing right now. And you're saying, I am going to speak on this. I am going to testify on this. I am going to show women that there's a pathway out of death and destruction and hell and damnation and disease, body, mind, spirit. You know what I saw when it really showed up real loud screaming? When the pandemic hit, the black women, they got deep into their healing. Whether it be elderberries right. or ginger or more vitamins D, getting more sunlight or taking hot baths or going into vegan lifestyle, they got deeper into their healing. And so we didn't see a lot of us getting all the different issues. We didn't see a lot of us having the pan, you know, being affected by the pandemic. But what we did is we started to boost up our immune system even more so to prevent yeah. the issues. So it's just empowerment. How you turn it? Second woman gives you that empowerment. How you look? And the thing about second woman is not one woman who's doing this. It's a collective. We have elders. We have moots. We have um, uh, practitioners. All of these women come up, circle around all of us, and the women from different perspectives. They come with their gems and their jewels. So it's a community. It's a village. It's a circle of wellness. And circle is not just in one town. It used to be, in the book first came out, it was just in the place where I work, in Brooklyn. But then when the social media kicked in, then it went all around the world. And so this work is in the UK, it's in Africa, it's in Brazil, it's in um, Canada, and it's in through every city in the United States. This work, these healers, this is an uprise. This is an overcoming. Yes, it is. It's an uprise, and we feel it, and yes. we know it. And Because I'm coming out of the 60s, yes. I know it is the power to the people. 
And this is all yes. that. <laughs> so, and it, it cannot be stopped. It cannot be stopped no, at this point. No. So, um, you know, because it's all, all of us are coming in our leadership. So I said, who's the leader? Yeah. We try to knock one person out. You can, it cannot because it's already spread. Just like disease has spread, wellness, healing, African natural lifestyle yes. has spread. And we're here to say this is our culture. Everybody line up and follow us. We're the ones. Something I've noticed yes. in, in my age group is just this rejection of true femininity, true feminine mm -hmm. essence, sacred womanhood in exchange for this sort of cosplay of it, where it's like we feel like we have to go out into the world and take and get, which is a very masculine That's energy, it. and we mm -hmm. have to, you know, take from men That's and we it. have to claim our space, but then we sort of cosplay femininity through the surgeries and the hips and, you know, whatever adornment we choose to add that makes us externally appear to be more feminine. And I would just love for you to comment on that. I really, for me personally, I just think it's a function of this, you know, matrix that yes. we're in that sort of tricked yes. us out of our position yes. as women, told us that yes. womanhood is inferior, that femininity is inferior, yes. and that we need to be out yes. grabbing and taking. And, and we've embodied that energy. And I think part of it too is because we're coming from these broken communities, these broken homes, and it has been a, a a function of survival but now moving into this new era what would you say to people of my generation who are in that oh energy? yes if you just go on one half of you you have half your power you need all your power there's two sides of us there's left and right hemisphere there's left and right brain there's upper lower chemist it's masculine it's feminine so if you only do feminine you're half the power if you only do masculine within you you're half the power how you bring it both together your feminine is the part of you that is intuitive that is creative, that, is, that looks at life as beauty and creates beauty. Um, your feminine is intuitive and picks up the messages and the signals of the divine to give us answers to how to get out of the mess that is here. The masculine is the, is the, is the container that, um, that calls it into material. So if you get the material and the prosperity and the finance and the drive, as the feminine principle, we get up at between four and six in the morning, we pick up message. We say, most high, where's my money? Where's my love? Where's my, where's my home? Where's my prospect? We pick it up because we're clean. We're vegetarians. We're vegans. We're life. We're picking it up and we're getting up and we're spiritually tuned. So we get the download, uploads, message and signal from the feminine perspective. And then the masculine perspective, by the time we go out in the world, then we go, we're go-getters and we're energized and we bring, but we bring it from the feminine principle. The feminine principle is the guidance from the guidance from the most yes. high. Then we now know where to go, who to go, what to get, when to receive it, days, times, and places, all of that. It's a, it's a roadmap to your life. And if you only use one side, you use one side, the feminine principle, you won't go and get it. You'll just sit. You'll pick a big message up. You write a book in your head, but it never happens. It's when you take the book that's in your yeah. head, in your heart, and you put it on paper and you sell it, and people, and you end up having workshops, classes, and seminars, and you get on a plane and you travel, that's when you have both left and right brain happening, and that's your wealth. And medicine, Europeans have taken, and have taken over our medicine in the form of this. And it comes in a symbol, and the symbol is, a, is two snakes, right and left. And this yeah. is the symbol for the resurrection of a soul. That's called the Kundalini power. That's come from your base. It yeah. travels and it's, it's actually tying in your left and right hemisphere. And then it goes all the way up to your crown and it comes out through the Ucha.
So that's when you have full consciousness and full awareness. So every second you are tapped in, you know where, what, and how. But if you only do one side, you're in trouble. And the feminine principle is in African culture, it's the woman that is over the land. And you see, when you go into the marketplace, the women are the ones who put the money in the pouch. Women are the ones that collect the prosperity and the finance. The man there is to protect. To protect so yeah. she can pull and she can draw and she can move it. So the economy is based on the feminine principle. Yeah. The land is based on the feminine yeah, principle. That's why I call it Mother Earth. But look at the sky, Mother. That is your power. Mm -hmm. When you realize that you have guardians, indwelling guardians, which are different. But new births a whole world and you see it in in the art where she's over the whole planet we on earth are the continuation of mother newt so we know that we have power when we think about a seat a throne the throne the name of the throne is us that's the great mother on her seat of power she has resumed her position yes. so that is all a part of the when we think about mesh connect birthing your purpose that's two bricks that's squatting when you squat to bring in life, you bring in a new world. Hmm. What kind of power is that? Yes. It's majesty. Yes. When your husband is sick and you can give him a tea and break that fever, or your child has a stomachache and you can clean him out rather than maybe giving some medication, but the medications and the plants, that's supernatural power. When you can pick up a message for your sister girl and say, listen, I'm picking up with this blessing trying to get to you on Tuesday at 12 o'clock. I want you to go over here and say, but that's power. That's the feminine principle. So when we deny that, then we are slaves. Yes, amen. When we deny that, yes. then we are abused. Yes. When you know your power, somebody says, no, you can't, you say, but of course I can. Tell me I cannot. I'm, I'm saying it for my people. I can, we are, and we are doing it. And I'm seeing you. And I'm seeing that I'm being witness to the truth. Yes. So it's not an hypothesis that I think this works. I know it works. I, it's called I know that I know because I see that you and I have confidence in you and that you will carry it on for generations and we will raise up once again as we was in the beginning. Amen. Yes. I think the denial of that feminine principle. And so to the young women. Yes. Yeah. To the young women. I, absolutely. I think to that. To the young women. Yeah. What is, your, what is your age? Please tell. I'm 29. You're 29? Yes, I am. Wow. <laughs> the ages that come into this because in my interviews that. People ask me, how do you, you know, I'm up of age. I'm in my 60s. Yeah. How, did, how does this even happen that these women in their, some teenagers, but the women in their 20s and 30s, because this is what you need to break through to the next cycle. Yes. Without this, you are going, you won't have a breast after a certain time. You're going to be in your breast removal, a mastectomy, yes. because you don't know how to take care of your breasts. Yeah. If you don't get this now, you'll have a hysterectomy by the time you're 50 years old. You don't even know that's even coming. Right. If you don't know this work, you'll have a prolapsed uterus and they'll give you a hysterectomy. If you don't know this work, you're going to go through, you'll end up having your babies taken from you as opposed to going through a natural birth. If you don't know this work, then you're going to attract a man that's going to beat you and abuse you and put you down. Yeah. If you know this work and your confidence and you radiate that life and that, that fortification, the man will come to you and he will give you reverence because mm. you've given yourself reverence. When you come broken, wounded, scared, insecure, he's going to give you who you are. Ooh. And if he's like the lowest level and he looks upon the eye, he will raise up to his real self. Amen. Yes, my queen. Yes, wow. thank you for lifting me up and showing me the way. So yes. being an African woman is the most powerful gift on the planet Earth, and I know it to be so. Yes. And when I go in the world, I carry you all with me. Amen. And you carry me with you. 
testimony it's interesting that you mentioned you know as you get older you might deal with the possibility of hysterectomy and breast removal due to cancer and complications bearing children if you don't have this knowledge because everybody who i've talked to so many of these women in my age group are actually dealing with these issues fibroids polyps cysts and i myself dealt with this issue i was having very violent periods um, crippling pain i couldn't leave my house if i took pain medication too late in the day i would just have to deal with the pain vomiting and nausea anything i ate would come right back up and this was month after month after month and i was in so much pain that i was just wishing that like i don't know mm -hmm. god just take it away like there's anything mm -hmm. yes. you know i would have done anything and i think so yes. many women my age even in their 20s are dealing with this level of pain and i believe it's a culmination of you know the trauma that we've held onto from being yes. enslaved as well as the conditions up until present yes. day that have all just culminated that we hold onto in our wombs and i think i had already started eating well and exercising because I was desperate, you know, I was I was desperate to figure out what the cause of this was. And I think what Sacred Woman taught me was that your period isn't just a physical thing. It isn't just the cleansing of your body, which is an important aspect of it. Cleaning out your body is important. Detoxing, eating well is so important, but also addressing the spiritual needs of your womb is going to take that process of menstruation to another level that you didn't know was possible. And so for me, what really changed my relationship with my menstrual cycle and actually brought so much ease to that menstrual cycle, even after having polyp removal surgery and still being in such severe pain that that it didn't change anything that I'll say that the surgery didn't change anything but what did change it was sacred woman and the knowledge that when I'm menstruating, I'm not just ridding myself of toxins, I'm also releasing old emotions. I'm also releasing trauma. I'm also releasing pent up expressions that never got the chance to manifest that I just pushed down into my womb. And so now when I'm, I'm menstruating and I sit and I say, I hear mm. you, I feel you, I acknowledge your presence, the cramps dissipate. When I let them know that I'm here for them and I hear them and I say, oh, there was an emotion that wasn't expressed. There were tears that weren't cried. There was trauma that wasn't addressed. I hear you. I feel you. And we can let it go now. That's when I started to notice relief. So I would just love for you to talk about your process of developing that very long first chapter and realizing that the womb is truly, you know, the source of wellness for women. The womb, it tells the whole story and it records everything. The womb, she remembers every experience. And that means she's compounding because she, you, have, you haven't had a marriage with her yourself to let go, to overstand, to why did it happen, to purge, to repair, to have conversation. One of the ways in which you do, we begin to let the womb speak. And as she begins to talk to you, she'll tell you, don't do that. She'll give you your formula, your spiritual, your emotional form. Do not engage with that type of lovemaking because it's actually war. That she'll tell you, yeah. it's time for you to take time for yourself. She will tell you to change your habits and your things. She'll tell you to go back to your mother and ask her, what is her womb story? Because in your mother's womb story is your womb story and grandmother's womb story. And it goes down from generation to generation. So I have a womb wellness approach. 
And that wound wellness approach shows up in sacred woman. It shows up in wound care love, which means my daughter have brought forth the wound care love products and all of that. So you become empowered to what's happening to your woman. You get a chance to come off the conveyor belt of wound destruction and wound annihilation, wound removal. You don't have to participate with that any further when you know and you're empowered with knowledge of self how to begin to heal your wound using nature, using a circle of sisters who are also healing and coming out of pain. So in 12 weeks, I always ask the question, how many of you came in with wound pain during your menses? And 80% raise their hand. How many of you have no more wound pain right now in the 11th or 12th week? And they'll say, I have no more wound pain. One after next, I have no more wound pain. And how many days is your menstrual folia was in the beginning? It was five, six, seven days. And now it's one, two, three days with no clotting, no vaginal burning, no itching, no vaginal odor, and no bad attitude. No stress, no madness, no craze, no craziness, no violence. So when you you spoke about, you said, when I had my menses, I, I felt violent. Yeah. A young sister just spoke today who took sacred women went through her rites of passage, a teenager. Yeah. And she said, I was feeling violent then, quick to anger, short with the mouth, and all that hurts you. It just it it, be, it eats up your soul after a while. So we actually bring our soul back to life. We bring our womb back to life. And that's got to be empowering to every woman to know that she can actually take herself out of womb pain. She gets to restore herself, rejuvenate herself, and take the layers and layers of trauma passed down through the generations. So when you, as a woman, yourself healed, you can go back to your mother and you can help deliver her from her trauma. Wow, today's episode was so full of gems. I'm so grateful to Queen Afua for being able to come in and just enlighten us and just really bless us with her presence. She's an extremely busy woman. So many people, so many women, so many black women are in need of this healing and in need of the services that she has to offer. And so I'm so grateful that she was able to be here with us today. In all transparency, this episode was challenging because the forces of evil don't want us to get this messaging across. Um, and there was so many little uh, interruptions and things that just tried to stop this from happening. And I think it's just a testament to our faith and the testament to our power and what can happen when two powerhouse women with the intention of healing our community can come together. We are in direct opposition to these forces of evil. And I think through our dedication and commitment to our community, we're gonna be able to make such a huge difference. So thank you again to Queen Afua. Thank you all for tuning in. And we're gonna to try to get you guys a part two because we think that's what you deserve. There's so much more to share in this story. There's so much more knowledge to be gained. And so we're gonna to try to get Queen Afua back to get even deeper into this healing. Thank you all so much for tuning in.